You back last month, Century 21 released its annual national study of trends and changes in the price per square foot of residential properties in communities right across Canada. Here to talk about it, oh yes, and one of the findings, BC real estate continues to be the most expensive in Canada. Here to talk more about it is Century 21's COO, Brian Rushton. Brian, good morning and welcome back to the show. Well, good morning. Good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you with us. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the findings and uh, it, and uh, we'll dive into interest rates and that sort of thing. But let's go back to the report that's uh, a few weeks old now, Brian. But the findings, again, reinforcing what those of us who live here and pay to live here know. We are the most expensive place in the country in the housing racket still, aren't we? We certainly are. And I think that uh, over the trend of the last uh, five years or so that we've been doing this particular study, it just continues to move up. Uh, especially in the Lower Mainland and now several other markets outside the Lower Mainland as well. How are interest rates uh, impacting uh, the marketplace? And I'm thinking specifically, Brian, of first-time home buyers. It must be awfully intimidating for some. Yeah, the first-time home buyer market we are concerned about, obviously. Uh, it is traditionally uh, first-time buyers in the market represent anywhere between 30 and 40% of our, of our units sold. And uh, with interest rates moving up and with prices, especially in cities like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, uh, that's uh, causing some issues, obviously, for first-time buyers in the market. The the rates, uh, as you know, uh, increased a full percentage uh, uh, this past month. And it looks like we're probably headed towards that direction in September as well. Uh, So it's a bit scary for first-time buyers, no question. And that certainly affects the move-up market as well. Yeah, and, and there's some kind of inverse relationship, though, Brian, and you're the real estate guy in this conversation, though, between rising interest rates and, strangely, declining house prices, because, of course, what you want to end up is the monthly uh, still being somewhere in the affordable range. Are you noticing that already? Yeah, I think that, uh, and again, this is what, one of the reasons we've put this survey together on a price per square foot to give people a, an indication in certain areas on how large a home they can get or a condo or whatever it might be. I think that's been helpful for some, especially first-time buyers. But, yeah, I think that there's got to be a, there's, there's a leveling point somewhere. Uh, the, uh, the cost of uh, servicing the mortgage as well as the maintenance on the property and so on and so forth. Those are all factors, especially first-time buyers need to be really conscious of. Yeah. Brian, I wanted to ask you about the trend that we saw during the pandemic when the work-from-home thing really started to kick in and people realized, I don't have to live in the city. I don't have to live in a little box in in downtown core of a city. I can go buy some actual dirt somewhere out of town and have some elbow room and some breathing room. And so up went all the prices in those secondary markets. Is that still happening? It's, hard, it's still happening to a certain degree, not, not to the degree that it was in uh, late 2020 and 2021, uh, but, uh, but it still is a factor. Uh, some companies have come back with newer policies as it relates to the work-at-home program. Right. It's more of a hybrid model than it, than it was a straight work-at-home, so that's causing some uh, different issues in the market. But yeah, markets like, uh, for instance, just outside the lower mainland and Chilliwack and other areas, uh, the prices just skyrocketed as a result of that. And uh, Vancouver Island, we've seen it through the Okanagan in various parts across the country. But there is some settling down of that now just because I think things are getting back to 
whatever that new normal is going to be mm-hmm. uh, as, as we move forward. Yeah, and moving forward, still a lot of people sitting on the sidelines uh, deciding whether to sell or buy and all of that sort of thing. Uh, and I think it's the unsettling nature of the interest rate increases. There's no cap on that yet. So some people, have you noticed, again, you're the professional in this conversation, are you noticing uh, a, a tailing off in terms of buying and selling activity overall, Brian? Yeah, certainly. Uh, certainly in the second half of this year, uh, you know, our survey you're referring to actually cuts off the end of June. But uh, the second half of this year is going to be, I would say, dramatically different, but different than we saw in the first half of question. And I think as we move through 2023, uh, we're going to have some settling down. I, I believe, uh, and again, there's many experts out there much <laughs> much higher, higher educated than I am, that uh, economists that look at this market. But I think from the street point of view, we're kind of looking at 2023, settling into maybe more like a 2018 or 2019 uh, range of where we were at those particular points. Yeah. <clears throat> and in the States, of course, we saw now already some of the inflation, the top end of inflation numbers starting to come off. That would suggest that interest rate increases certainly not going to go away, but may not be as dramatically spiking upwards every time they have a chance. And that's going to level things off a bunch too, isn't it? That's that's the hope. I think that if we can uh, keep our economies going, and of course, as we know, the interest rates in Canada have to be tied to the U.S. because of the economic machine uh, that operates that way. But I think the that's the hope that they don't have to move at full point in September. Uh, and we may see some leveling off of that as we go into the fall months as well. So if you're a first-time home buyer and currently on the sidelines just watching all of this stuff you know, go come and go, uh, you're, uh, as I take it from what you're saying to us this morning, Brian, next year might be a little better, a little more level playing field. It could, it could be more level. It could be back to 2018, 2019 uh, sort of numbers. But remember, 2018, 2019 were also very big years in real estate across Canada. Mm-hmm, they sure were. Well. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, so I think that if, if from a first time buyer's uh, point of view, I think if they can find a property uh, that they can afford to get into now with the interest rates being what they are and being able to pass the stress test right, right. and looking at their maintenance and so on and so forth, uh, there's never a good or bad time to buy or sell. Uh, it, it depends on what your needs are and so on and so forth. I think if you try to wait the market out, that doesn't necessarily always work either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, it's just caution of going in, making sure they're comfortable with the monthly obligations they're taking on. And uh, they don't want to become a slave to that property uh, as, as it relates to pricing. Indeed. Good points, too. Uh, lots more information, by the way, in terms of the square uh, per square foot pricing survey that uh, Brian is referring to that Century 21 released a few weeks ago. It's at c21.ca. The letter C, the number 21.ca. And all those numbers are right there. Brian Rushton, a pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. My pleasure. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.